Hello and welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined today by my good friends and GVG co-founders Ash Paulson and Steve Bowling, along with our very special guest, Miss Fushi, who's... I, I don't know. Did you do something to your, your hair, new outfit? I don't know. Something's different about you <laughs> since the last time we had you on. <laughs> I ate a lot of blueberries over quarantine. Oh, that, nice. was, that explains it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, that makes sense. It. Okay, I couldn't quite put my <laughs> finger on it, but that that explains everything. Nice. <laughs> Fushi, jumping into that VTuber life, how does it feel? It has been so fun. I've learned so much. Technology is amazing. Twitch is amazing. Mm. I really like it. <laughs> nice. mm-hmm. You sound you sound really happy. I gotta say, I that's, am. That's, that's pretty awesome. I am very happy. <laughs> and and as I was saying before the show, you're rocking that uh, pseudo Pyra Mithra look. Sound like aces for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, I was saying oh, it kind of reminded me of like a cross between that and Hatsune Miku, and that is a very good thing. So, yes, I, lo- I looked at a lot of uh, Miku when I was picking the colors because I'm supposed nice. to be a space cat. I'm from space. I've got stars. Everywhere. Oh, awesome! Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I'm just uh, really well, jealous that look. stuff like this exists. <laughs> I, know. I, I, I saw this. something in our, our chat before we started, uh, um, Steve. That you need a Colonel Sanders. VTuber. Oh, dude, I would totally. Oh man, that, that's such that a great idea. That would be idea. so easy to make. That would be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I need. A, I need a Mega Man VTuber or something sim- similar to it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. I I don't even know what I do. I. I I'm just me. <laughs> I, I just need to be a VTuber on our early morning streams where oh, I don't want to turn my camera on. I'll be like, yeah, I'm anime today. Dude, you don't, you don't even have to wear pants and nobody will know. You, Look, you I have not. I, I definitely have not worn pants for every TNT episode. There's, I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing pajama pants right now. So you say. I, I'm so that weird say. person. I don't feel like I... I've, I've worked from home for too long. It's like I, I can work in just my PJs, but I just prefer, like, if I'm going to get serious, to actually try to put on pants and get a shower and be normal. But I don't Same. know. For, for me at I, this I, point. I have to wear shorts. For for me at this point, putting on pants is like the equivalent of Ryu putting on his headband. I only put on pants when it's serious, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about it. Like, even though nobody would know the difference, I just have to. I don't know. I know the difference, and it just makes you me gotta feel, feel weird. it. I have yeah. To, yeah, and when I'm sitting here in my boxers, I don't feel it. So I, I do prefer to, I like put on shorts proper. Never pants though, only shorts. See, all, no, all I do need live in LA is <laughs> caffeine and uh, lo-fi girl, and then I'm good. I can work un- an unlimited amount that way. Dude, there lo-fi music, so nice. <laughs> yes, I, I have trouble listening to music while doing other things. Like, I, mm-hmm. even if it has no lyrics to it, I just get distracted. I can't. Mm. I can't do it. I need to, to have that like laser focused. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. concentration on it. it makes it makes it tricky. But oh well. I, I think. But before um, we get, oh, oh, go ahead. I was, was going to tell. I was going to say, Steve. We were talking briefly about this uh, in the in the pre show or before <laughs> we started recording. But um, I have to say, even though you've told me over and over and over again how absolutely amazing Yakuza Like a Dragon is, I feel like I, I'm still ill prepared for how amazing it actually is this game is blowing my mind man and all the good things you said about it it's even better i won't my go man. on about it because we have to get to the show but this game is incredible and holy <laughs> shit 
I keep hearing great, great there, things. There so. is there is a post a post uh, game discussion that has to happen between the three of us once we've all had a chance to play through it. Oh, like I have no idea how long it's so going to be till I get to that game. So it oh. might just need to be you two and right. Maybe uh, I'm sure you can find a third person. Oh, we could get. To- all I can say is, if you can, Derek, make time for this incredible, wonderful, inc- special game. It's, it's so good. It's so good. But anyway, I could talk about it forever. It's. I, I I've fallen down the. Uh, the, the Final Fantasy fourteen rabbit hole, so you're not going to hear from me for a long time. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm watching some of the, some of the stuff you can get in the in the game is just so fun. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it makes me happy. But anyway, before we get too too far down that rabbit hole, uh, we do have to mention that today's episode is sponsored by the Game Orb. The Game Orb is a fledgling channel focused mostly on Nintendo content, and it's currently running Let's Plays of Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Splatoon 2, Smash Ultimate, Super Mario 35, and much more. So be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description. And... I said last time if we can get them to 200 viewers. I don't know if we've done that. I'm going to check right now. We have them. Oh, that's Galactic Reapers, who's also part of this whole, whole thing. <laughs> i got to get the other one. Whoops. <laughs> I just pinned the Game Warp 180. channel we're, link. We're, we're getting there. 180. We're 20 away from getting them to 200 subscribers and really showing them the GV Gang support. And as I kind of already spoiled, we also want to promote their friend's YouTube channel, Galactic Reaper. And uh, they're at 20 subscribers, so uh, we've got to get them up to 50. So we just got to keep pushing these two forward and uh, just thank them all. Thank them both. Thank them for their continued support. It is... Uh, it is... It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, please, <laughs> Thank you please, so please, please, please go subscribe. We could not have uh, this show where we host uh, Space Cat Girls without them. So, <laughs> Do you know how exactly. expensive it is to get a, a Space Cat Girl onto the show? Yeah. The travel ridiculous. expenses, dude. Yeah. The receipts. The logistics are um, insane. <laughs> for those of you watching the VOD version, you will find uh, links to both the Game Morb and Galactic Reapers YouTube channels in the description below. So please go over and just subscribe and show them some support. Please, please, please. And thank you to the Game Warp so much. Yep, absolutely. All right. With that said, there is quite a bit of uh, to talk about today, uh, particularly one <laughs> I'm looking forward to get, getting to. But before we do that, uh, we have a crazy uh, discovery. Let's go ahead and put that to- uh, first topic up on the screen. And roughly 755 PlayStation 2 t- prototypes have been dumped by Hidden Palace and text files under Project Deluge. And this includes, here you go, Ash, <laughs> the most five Mega Man prototypes, among which is a very early version of Mega Man X8. This is insane. It has stuff like 007, uh, 24 the game, uh, mm-hmm. alias, just tons and tons of prototypes. Don't know where they got them. Beyond Good and Evil is listed here. I'm just going down through here real quick. Guitaru Man. Like, it's crazy how much was found. God Hand and God of War. So there you go. Right. And and uh, to my knowledge, this is the earliest version of Mega Man X8 I think we've ever seen in terms of a prototype. I could be wrong about that, but this is certainly a new prototype that we've never seen before. And it's got some cool discoveries, too, like in-development in cutscenes, like storyboarded cutscenes before they've actually been fully implemented. Oh, so wow. there's some real, yeah, there's some really cool stuff to discover here. Um, nothing in, like, I think probably the in-development storyboard cutscenes are probably the biggest 
thing. Other than that, there's just there's some stage changes. As I understand it, uh, the music and Gravity Antonian stage is a little different. So uh, the Mega Man community is hard at work documenting all these changes, including our very own 112 in our Discord community, who's one of our oh. resident hardcore Mega Man Ooh. fans. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they discover. Um, unfortunately, I'm not really equipped to play these myself, so I'm just going to have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, there's some prototype stages that can't be finished, and uh, just different graphical, you know, graphical changes. Obviously, a lot of glitches, but yeah, it's just really cool to see this. Yeah, That's crazy. I'm right? I'm curious how they got these because they mention <laughs> yeah that they were all on CDs. Like, so it's not like they right. get hacked a server or something. They got them on physical media and dumped them all. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there were 752, and then there were a ton of duplicates so it's like somehow they just got like a complete collection or something from from somebody that it had to have been one source but whoever it is had an unprecedented level of uh or an unprecedented collection of these prototypes so yeah Yeah. because the crazy thing is it's from a bunch of different companies it's not just one it's just right almost all of them yeah, I feel I mean, like these this... are just five Mega Man games. Like, there's so much else here to be discovered in other series and, and, and IPs. And yeah, such. this list is huge. I feel like there have been so many leaks of prototypes and just hidden right. stuff during 2020 and 2021 with games. I, maybe it's the the laxer protections with people being at home or something. I don't know. That could right. be. This, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, uh, for anyone who do- does decide they want to play the earliest Mega Man X8 prototype, uh, there is a warning in this Google Doc I'm looking at that the cutscenes, the storyboard cutscenes, tend to flash a lot. So for anyone who's prone to seizures, mm. know that going in and be very careful. Uh, so just, you know, a quick warning from us for anyone who might be checking that out. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we move on, though, I do have one. We, we didn't make this a full news story, but I do think it's worth mentioning very quickly. Another little Mega Man related bit is that Capcom has, uh, for Mega Man Battle Network's 20th anniversary, they have put out a statement asking fans to be patient. And that's that could mean anything. They're asking for patience. And it could just um, mean shut up and leave us alone. <laughs> right, right. Well, this is, this is promising, though, because Rockman Unity, this also comes from Proto News Rockman Corner, of course. Uh, Rockman Unity, Capcom's official Mega Man news outlet slash blog, um, it laid out a slew of different Battle Network announcements, but um, a lot, most of those announcements aren't actually new, and they were, they were outed before. But the post concluded with the following statement. If the world hadn't been in this situation, if the world hadn't been in such a state, meaning the pandemic, I might have had other plans to announce. But for now, I think it's time to be patient. Of course, mm. washing hands, gargling, and social distancing are important, too. It's always Rockman who beats the virus after all. <laughs> I love that, that end oh. of it. Right? But... So that could mean something. It, 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 that sounds to me like maybe they have a collection possibly in the works or they had something else that we don't know about in the works that got sidelined due to COVID. So let's just try mm-hmm. to be patient. I know it sucks we don't have a collection yet, but the anniversary just started. So let's maybe, you know, that, that seems to offer a little hope. So let's just, you know, it's hope something's on the way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It would so be cool. we'll see what happens, but I'm still hoping for a collection. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it's cool to have all these prototypes, but I really don't have a lot to say beyond that because it's no, like, sure. neat. I, I'm not the type of person to go through and like, oh, I got to see what all the differences are. It's just like, tell me later. <laughs> That's right. what I need to know. But it's neat right. for its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, <laughs> Charlie Bird, uh, Rockman EXE versus COVID, COVID.EXE. 
Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like this is right for like a Battle Network 7 story, like a real-life pandemic that Mega Man has to fight. Probably too real. Too real. But yeah, we're not ready for it. it is. We'll stick with the more realistic viruses like Roboenza. Yeah. Roboenza, exactly. Maverick virus. Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next news topic. And Activision has confirmed that Vicarious Visions is handling the switch port of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster on the, uh, yeah, obviously on the switch. I just said that. Sorry, I repeated myself, which you know, it's, it's cool that they're able to still have a hand in this sort of thing, despite being folded into Blizzard. It, I don't know if it's worth having that hope, but maybe having the hope that they still have a bit of autonomy to not be just stuck with helping Blizzard with things and then maybe just get beyond that once they're done with uh, uh, Diablo. Diablo, you know, Diablo 2. Right. I kept thinking Warcraft. I'm like, that's not it. That's the one they screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) Diablo's the one they're about to screw up. Ah, lovely. My worry is that the actual truth of the matter here is more along the lines of what Jared Edinger is saying. The final cool thing they can work on. I have a feeling that, that, you know, Activision is making the right choice here by having the original devs handle the Switch for it. That's great. But I don't know if I believe this signals an overall broader willingness by Activision to let them work, continue to work on their own stuff. I think this might be kind of it until they're, they're shifted fully onto Blizzard projects. You know, I do have to point something out in light of what we reported on in our last episode. At least, at least this confirms that they didn't lay off the people from Vicarious Visions. Yeah. They, Good point. I guess Good that's point. true. Oh, God, that I nice. didn't think about that. Amazing when that's yeah. the well, silver lining. <laughs> definitely silver lining there. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, as much as you know, we want them to work continuing to have their own autonomy, I'm sure the people who work at Vicarious Visions are mainly just happy to still have jobs. So that is definitely yeah, a silver probably. lining. Yeah. Are you are you a Tony Hawk fan, Fushi? I am. I grew up playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 nice. when I was very small and I played the the remake for a good bit and I really liked it. It's it's a beautiful game, plays really well. It was super fun. All the good Tony Hawk stuff was there, you know. So mm. I enjoyed it. A Switch port would be great. I'm glad they get to work on it, but I was also sad when I heard about the Vicarious Vision stuff, them being sort of sucked into the company and, you know, hearing through the grapevine that people weren't super happy about that happening to them either, but, you know, also happy that they still have work. I just, I don't, I don't know if this remake port to Switch means anything, really. Maybe they just gave it to them because they worked on it previously. True. I, I kind I of know. agree with that. I also agree yeah, with Adam Davis so. in the chat who says, Space Neko cat, uh, skateboard game win. <laughs> I, I, would, I would buy a Space I Cat Fushi that. DLC for Tony Hawk. Right? I sure would, too. <laughs> I'm all about it, man. I would love I would love full body mocap. Just give that to me. I can do it, but it's not good, and I'm not hooked up for it right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Really get yourself moving there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say we get. I say we get a, a, a campaign going, man. Did for for Miss Fushi DLC and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two Switch exclusive, even maybe. Yeah, Yo, let's do it. Is there so, an anime yeah. girl skateboarding game? Because there's skateboard birds. There's there's skateboard humans. Is there skateboard anime girls? Like there has to, there has to be like a skateboard. If there anime, aren't, there should be. For girls, I mean, that's a good question. There's girls who turn into cars, so why don't we have? Wait, skateboards? what? And, <laughs> and we have like a whole show about girls learning about what exercise? Far was it too casually mentioned at one point. Oh, I don't know. That, it was a, 
I the mean, bodybuilding anime is good. I forget what it's called, but the the beginning song is really uh-huh. really good, and so is the mm-hmm. ending. I, I, it <laughs> just feels like there's an anime for everything. So why not girls skateboarding? It makes yes. sense. I'm still thrown off. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Get, we just turn into anime girl cars. turns into a car. I've it's lived not a safe long, for work though. Long time, and I've never seen a woman turn into a car. Wait, wait. Are we talking about hentai? That involves no, women no, no, that no, turn no. into cars. No, this no, just no, turned no, into oh, a thing. No, no. It's just a really weird video. I'll, I'll... <laughs> oh, God. It's oh, not God. hentai. It's just a really weird video. That's going in uh, I mean... DVG out of context. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's amazing. She drinks gasoline, and then it. she's like, get that! She like, turns into a car, and it's really funny. I'm going to have to find this. I'm, I'm going to find this one. I, I would share it with our I audience, mean, but you, I'm you pretty curious. Steve's interest, and I'm that's a, that's a scary we're, thing. We're watching this in the post show. I'm putting it I'm on. Sorry. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh no! So, wait, wait support the... us on Patreon at the five dollar level if you yeah. want access to the post show and see what the heck our reaction yeah. to that's going to be. Because jeez. <laughs> Yeah, that, that might be one of the ones we don't put on the screen, but we just kind of let y'all watch on your own. Go to the corner, Fushi. How dare you? Oh, wow. So, Fushi, here's the question. Does your Tony Hawk DLC come with all new music like J-pop and K-pop and such, or do we just keep Tony Hawk's core soundtrack? Because that might be even funnier. Uh, the core soundtrack would be great, but I also want, like, a bunch of really old internet, like, media files, like, the kind okay. I used to use on my Neopets page back in the day. I love it. Oh, my God. Like, nice. Kingdom Hearts, Destiny Island, but, like, MIDI format. Hell yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. oh, goodness. Well, who's ready to get angry? Because I, I was am. born angry. Right, let's let's do it. I love I'm getting pissed. angry or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, bring it up. So the gamer has reported that the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Portable, and PlayStation Vita, PlayStation stores—that's a lot of PlayStation—are <laughs> due to be closed permanently in July, possibly the second, with an announcement planned for the end of this month. Uh, Wario64 source uh, says the PS Vita store will remain open until August 27th. And all I have to say to this is what the hell? Because... This sucks. Yeah. This is stupid. I mean, mean, from a business standpoint, if they're not making enough money for it to make uh, off these PlayStation stores anymore, for it to be worth, you know, the server cost of keeping them open, I unfortunately do get it from a mercurial standpoint. From a gaming enthusiast standpoint, I fucking hate it, and I wish it wasn't happening. I mean, here's here's where I have a problem with this. I I can't imagine. I can't imagine that it is very expensive for a company like mm-hmm. Sony that deploys probably tens of thousands of servers for various purposes all over the world to keep a few open for playstation 3 vita and psp games like it is not in in the grand scheme of things for a company of sony size a huge expense to keep these stores up uh the servers that they run these on are likely not even physical servers they're probably what's called like a virtual server or a virtual machine running in the cloud like you can just you know i i own a fucking virtual server (laughs) and Mm. so if i who does not make enough money to warrant owning a virtual server can own one. 
Uh, Sony definitely is not in over their head on this. It, it literally is like a click of a button and somebody it, it's it's a line item ultimately for them and not a big one at right. that. It, it's it, it, it feels like it's just part of the whole. What is it? Was it Jim Ryan that yep. doesn't care about old games? Why does uh, anybody yeah. care about old games? And um, no. No, yeah. no, no, yeah, no, no. Saying nobody wants I, to play just, old games. Just as an yeah. example for this sort of thing, if you want to like <laughs> go and play some of these old games, good luck without spending breaking the bank just for Vagrant Story and Sui Coden Two here. Because yeah. my God, yeah, it is ridiculous. I have yeah. so many games on my shelf that if I didn't have physically already, would be so freaking expensive. Um, it, it is ridiculous, and it's not something like I use the PSN on PlayStation 3 a ton. I get it. But mm-hmm. I, I did just recently get a, uh, as part of my, my streaming, uh, somebody reached a point where they could request me to play a, uh, to stream a game. It's going to be a while till I get to it, but that game was God Hand. And God Hand on PS2 is really freaking expensive. I think it is, well, not really, but like 60 to 80 bucks probably for just the disc. But I can get it for ten bucks through the PSN. You guys mm-hmm. do that soon now because of that whole thing. But it's like it's the only way for a lot of people to experience these older games for a cheaper price, and not even a lot because Sony, in their infinite wisdom, only has these available on the PS3. You can't yeah. do, do get these as part of the PS4 or PS5 store. Yeah, that's, that's the core problem here for me. Is that it's already an issue that. The only way, or the really the only way that Sony has kept PS One and Two games alive is through the PS Three and, for in PS One's case, PSP and PS Vita. But mm-hmm. there, after, beyond those, there are no modern. Sony has offered no official PS One or PS Two solution, and so with the closure of especially the PlayStation Three version of the store, we're losing access to so many games that otherwise. Have not been preserved digitally in, in a in a way that can be you know that a, in a fully legal way if you don't want to deal with emulation and other such methods right so yeah. that's what really hurts is there's so many games that are no longer going to be available in an official capacity digitally and physically they're often way too expensive to make sense unless you're a collector so this just sucks and I wish Sony had had implemented some sort of solution on PS4. And now PS5, and the fact they haven't—I know I, this probably we can. This all goes back to Jim Ryan, I guess. But people mm-hmm. want to play these games, man. Like yeah. PS1 and PS2's libraries are too damn amazing to be left to die like this. It's just not right. To say nothing of PSP and PS Vita exclusives. No, this How whole do you feel thing about this sucks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, it's it's just it's disappointing because people talk about game preservation and then they're like, well, we need to have you know legal ways to to get these games, but then companies don't necessarily want to give you legal ways to get these games, and so you either pay out of pocket all this money to play something that's not essentially worth that much, or you emulate it, and a lot of people are going to emulate if they just gave us a service. A consistent service where we could get these products, we would... I mean, if I could purchase something for $10, Vice, like, hacking a game console and going through all that trouble, I'd probably right. purchase the game instead of, you know, Same. possibly getting yeah. my system banned. But yeah. it's disappointing. I, I didn't have mm-hmm. a PS3. I missed out on that 
having a PS3. I went from PS2 to PS4. So there's games I haven't played, and I guess I don't get access to them unless I buy them physically or emulate them, which sucks. I just hope, I hope that, that Sony maybe has something even limited in the works for PS4 or now PS5. I, and they probably don't because they seem to really believe that these games aren't a draw, these classic games. But even something like what, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm comparing them to Nintendo's online offerings, but even something like Nintendo Switch Online where you have access to a small and, and, and slowly expanding catalog of bespoke games, that would go some way least. toward. It's something, mm-hmm. right? Agreed. So the, this just sucks. The thing I find yeah. weird is that... Like, emulators are written by a by small but dedicated groups of programmers, like amateur hobbyist programmers. And Sony employs some of the most talented developers and programmers in the world. If they wanted to yeah. write a, a PS3 emulator for the PS5, they could bang that out in six months, no problem, and then just start mm-hmm. selling games that used it. It would it would literally require from a company with the talent Sony has minimal effort, and they could and I, I would, you know, Apple proved it with music, and we're all just waiting for someone to prove it with games. People will gladly yeah. pay for a legal way to play old stuff to easily but play you, that stuff. You it, have to make how it you available. fight piracy to make it easy to get. Yeah, like, that's all you need to do. The thing is, like, instead, everyone is lazier than they are cheap (laughs) and if if you if you're if your laziness can override your cheapness it will win every single time like if i see a game available on psn for 60 bucks or i could go through a complicated means of stealing it i'll buy it every time (laughs) because i don't want to do it's not that i want to give them the 60 bucks every time but i definitely don't want to go through the work of hacking a console and then staying one step ahead of everyone who's trying to punish me for it. Uh, it's just, mm-hmm. come on. I, I mean, especially and when you're talking about old games. And like Fushi said, some of these yeah. games are ridiculously overpriced now because they're not available. Like Sui Coden, mm-hmm. <laughs> Vagrant right. Story. I don't want to pay those prices, yeah. but I'd love to play them. <laughs> Misadventures of Tronbon. I, I could never get that one for the longest time yeah. because... Right. It was, God, you thought Mega Man Legends 2 was expensive, which I do have, um, but, <laughs> but Misadventures of Tronbon, even more so. Like, it is ridiculous how yeah. expensive some of those older games are, and you want to get into the niche RPGs, you're in major trouble. Now, something else I saw on Twitter today, and I don't know how true this is because I do not know the, know the development side of things whatsoever, but a Twitter account by the name of Does It Play uh doesn't play one is the full thing. Uh, says the PS3 modding community better come up with a way to alter the kernel clock. The kernel clock stat. If Sony are starting to shutter services on P- on PS3 eventually, this will stop being uh, on PS3 eventually. This eventually this will stop you being able to sync the clock, and all those digital games get nuked even if you rushed and buy them now. So apparently, there's something to the way it's set up where if the internal clock is wrong. It doesn't actually play them. What? Really? Wow. I, I, I don't know. That's why I, I wanted to yeah. kind of bring it up for Steve. I mean, if, I know if you like emulate a, a Pokemon game with a time system, it'll just say like there's an issue with the clock or something like that. But the game will still play. 
That's so mm-hmm. strange. So I'm not familiar with how DRM works on the PS3 because, like I said, I'm lazy. But um, <laughs> I, I know that a lot of systems in in other in other things that I'm familiar with uh, will look at a time server and say, "Hey, if you're more than five minutes off of." what what we believe the time should be we're not going to function and it could very well be that sony has set up the playstation 3 to look at some internal psn related server and say hey you know we we read the time as 10:55, and this guy's console says it's 11:55. we're not going to allow him access to his game because he's messed with something and so i i would presume that if that's the case then yeah it, it, there is i mean time computers aren't as accurate as people like to think they are. If you don't have it checking <laughs> against the internet uh, to match up your time with something else, it will eventually creep over over a longer period uh, to being minutes or even days off if you let it go long enough. So it could, it could in theory happen that, you know, it tries to do some DRM checks as, hey, you're more than five minutes out and the server that we would normally correct your time with is gone. So you can't play anything anymore. Which that, I gotta admit, if that's wow. the truth, that's awful. <laughs> that is really yeah. awful. That's even that would worse. be really yeah. bad for like Switch, because I time travel in Animal Crossing all the time, <laughs> so I'd be in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah. apparently it's even worse. According to this uh, whole thread, it's even worse on the PS for the PS4 because their CMOS battery, uh, the, a CMOS battery death kills the disc playback as well. So you wouldn't even really? be able to play discs. Well, a, a, a CMOS battery is is trivial to replace, but you would need like at least cursory level hardware knowledge. It's so which I don't have. <laughs> I can't believe it's 2021 and we still have consoles and and hardware that literally have that same like watch battery that's in old NES Zelda games. Oh my right. god, that's that's what a CMOS battery is in a lot of things still. And when it dies, wow. yeah, various things can stop working. But if if you can open up a playstation you can just put in a new watch battery and it'll start working again and you'll probably lose some stuff like it'll you'll need to reset the date and time and stuff like that but mm-hmm. yeah i'm That's i'm a, just... i didn't know the playstation had one of those in it or the ps4 had one of those in it that is kind of mm-hmm. absurd and it's just so it's so weird how in a macro sense how preservation averse the game industry is it's just the, the game industry mm-hmm. is so bad about preservation they only want you and... to buy the newest things and right no, there's good there's good old games out there let us buy them let yeah. us play them and and look to be i mean to be fair or let's to, to play devil's advocate it may well be that sony has done market research research of their own and the results of that research have borne out that people by and large don't want classic games i have a hard time believing that though and when i think of like a theoretical playstation classic subscription service that it wouldn't even have to be like nintendo switch online where it comes with what you already have even if they wanted to charge like five six bucks a month for a playstation classic subscription service I feel like that could really do gangbusters. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I something that um, uh, Clement mentioned on Twitter that I saw uh, and just was like, God, I want that. Was the idea of companies releasing older systems that still that played the classic games, not like an NES classic or SNES classic, what have you, but an actual system that played played those old games, but have modern hookups. So here you go. Here's an original PlayStation, plays original PlayStation games, and here's, it has an HDMI adapter, so you can easily plug it in and go and have it nice and easy to record. I would buy the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. That'd be so useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. they're never going to do it. 
And as Jake Pelka points out in the chat, most PlayStation Classics aren't necessarily Sony games. And that's, I don't know if I'd say most, but many of them aren't, and that's true. But I still think that Sony could, could you know... Oh, work out deals. Have, yeah, they could work out licensing deals where they license specific classics from Capcom or Konami How many Netflix shows or... How, many, how much stuff on Netflix actually are, is yeah. owned by Netflix, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That would be Man, great. Man, this is such a shame. This is such a shame. There's so much money to be made, it's like they don't want it. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I mean, we're not again. We're not privy to any sort of market research they've done on their own. But Mm -hmm. from an enthusiast standpoint, it's just so hard for me to believe that enough people wouldn't want something like this that it would be worth the investment. I mean, we're in a nostalgia market right now. All the games that are being remade and brought back are old games that our generation Mm -hmm. played. So it. I think it would be fair to say that our generation would want to keep playing those games. You know, if we'll buy them again and again and again in different forms, I, I think we'd subscribe to a service where we could play them again and again in their old forms too. Yeah, like yeah, Resident I Evil agree 4. with that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. says they want the Netflix of games. I'm, I'm down. Just make it happen, yes. somebody, anybody. That would be so nice. You could just click and be like, all right, what am I playing tonight, hun? And just sit down. That would that would be the one yeah. Netflix and chill where I'm actually more mm-hmm. interested in the Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And like and we've seen the beginnings of, of the, you know a prototype version of what such a thing could look like with Nintendo Switch online, but flesh it out into a full subscription service and you got my you got my money for sure. I would I would argue mm-hmm. we're seeing more of that vision with uh, Xbox Game Pass right now. You know, good point. Good I love yeah. Xbox Game Pass so much. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is the best deal in games. And if Nintendo, mm-hmm. I mean, it is ridiculous to me that Nintendo has not copied that yet. If I mean, it's ridiculous that Sony hasn't copied it yet because both mm-hmm. each each one of them have great lineups. Yeah, I games. I think yeah. the the key thing is that Microsoft or Sony and Nintendo have greater value in their first party offerings than Microsoft does. And that's why they're like, well, we know we can sell Breath of the Wild in 2021 for 60 bucks and people will still buy it. Whereas Microsoft yeah. is is thinking, you know, they'll they'll just by adding games like Halo Infinite to it, they'll get more subs. And I agree as a consumer, goddamn, do I love Game Pass. Like I I don't have to worry about every single Xbox game I could ever want is covered. And if I had that on a Nintendo platform, oh, good right. God, that would be the dream. Like every kid had that dream of, could you imagine if I just got every Nintendo game for free? Like, yeah, we all dreamed mm. of that. And granted, it's mm. not free, but it definitely feels like it when you don't go to the store <laughs> and, and drop 60 bucks each time a game comes out. Right. It does. Yeah. It really does feel that way. And it's cool to log on and just see like all these different games that you can play at your fingertips, whether on like your PC or your Xbox. And it's just, it's so much. I'm like, I don't need to buy a game. I got Skyrim on my Xbox. I got Age of Empires Definitive Edition on my PC. Like, it's just, it's so <laughs> nice. I wish, I really wish Nintendo would bite. But I think you're right. They They can sell Breath of the Wild for 60 bucks and they know that we will pay for it. So... Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Classic. But even Nintendo. as Megan Conrad oh. says, just a PlayStation One and Two Game Pass would be their dream come true. Oh, God. I think it there would be a lot of so our dream many come classics. True. Yeah, you'd be in RPG heaven. Yeah. And, and to be fit, and to be quite like I said, to be clear, I would be willing to pay. And maybe this is a problem with me, but I'd be willing to pay for such a subscription service that's just about PlayStation One and Two games on top of PlayStation Plus. It doesn't have to come with it. I would like it to. 
but that is a specific service that I'd be willing to shell out extra money for. Yeah. As long as it's not, you know, exorbitant, like 30 bucks a month right. or something. And but, I, I want to put yeah. one more caveat on there. As long as it's also not like PlayStation Now. I want those games to be running oh, on definitely. my PS5. Not, yeah, not, not in the cloud. I don't want to have to be online to play them. I want it to be just yes. like Game Pass. I download them and I can pull the internet cable out of the PS5 if I want to and just play them. Yeah, totally. Oh, yep. That's the dream. I'm, I'm getting. <laughs> if we go further, I'm going to upset myself. <laughs> I know, right? All I'll say is, I I need to do some. Uh, I might be. In the, I might need to start looking at a wish list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> putting uh-huh. some money aside for some of those classic games. It's like, well, because it really comes down to all right. How much is this on Amazon? How much is it on PSN? All right. PSN it is. Yeah. Derek's going to be like one of those folks on, on his Twitter where instead of a location, he just has an Amazon wishlist link. He's going to be like, buy me whatever you want. I'll stream it for you. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just noticed that this story actually made uh, made Fushi cry. Her avatar is crying. I mean, Sony, how can yeah. you get away with that? You oh, made wow. her cry, man. Come mm-hmm. on. Brutal. Come on, it's not okay. I'm still working on it because my eyes mess up when I close them like this. It cuts through my skin, but it's not very painful. It's okay. <laughs> cat, cat girls have very strong emotions. Yes, yes, yes they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get off this hate train, I guess. Hate I mean, train. Maybe. Bad vibes train. Bad vibes train. <laughs> Oh, and no. uh, move on to our next topic. All right. All right. There we go. OBS was mad at me for a sec. It's on screen. That's okay. But Capcom has kicked off Resident Evil's 25th anniversary by announcing a new Resident Evil showcase presentation for April. I actually missed this. I saw they celebrated it, but I didn't realize they were doing a showcase. Um, basically, it'll come in April. They're not spoiling any surprises, but uh, apparently it'll contain some things. But one other thing we can look forward to is, of course, the Resident Evil Reverse open beta. Uh, that'll be going from um, April 7th to April 11th. Um, apparently, it's only for PS4, Xbox One, and Steam, but I guess you can just Which still get it on PS5. Yeah. yeah. We got to stream that, though. Like, even though yes. I'm not super excited about it at all, but, you know, that's still it would be something fun for us to stream together just to see what it's like. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I find that even if it's a bad game, if you're playing it with friends, it can still be really fun. Totally true. Some Sometimes true. playing a bad game with a group of friends is more fun than playing a good game because you guys all kind of share your misery together and, and find ways to make fun I mean, that's what happened with Fight Crab. Yeah. Yeah, Fight, Fight Crab was a terrible yeah, game. Fight Crab's a great example. <laughs> I remember back in the day, uh, my, my best friend at the time and I, we stayed up for a whole night, like pulled an all-nighter playing Star Wars Masters of Terras Kasi. That is a bad game. Yes. But we enjoyed it together <laughs> because we just kind of reveled in its badness together and just laughed at how ridiculous a lot of it was. So you're mm-hmm. totally right, Steve. Mm-hmm. Deadly Premonition was like that for me and my friends. Oh, yeah. I still oh, yeah. Oh, man. I still, <laughs> really still want to play that. Yeah. <laughs> That is a, I think he was made for you, Ash, if you like your bad movie I know. Nights. Oh, I know. I played a little bit of it, but there is so much, like, wandering and kind of aimless wandering that I kind of put it down. But I played, like, the intro, and I do want to go back to it because it, it is the room of video games. Well, for now yeah. it is. Balan Wonderworld might take that. Oh. <laughs> might take that mantle. I'm not sure yet. It, but possibly. so sad. I know, right? <laughs> so sad. 
I have. It's Mike Fushi cry night. <laughs> I've been morbidly curious about Deadly Premonition too. Um, I'm fr- I'm friends on Facebook with uh, Swery, and I've been friends with him since he announced Deadly Premonition Two throughout development or throughout as much as I've known. You know, it's not like he posts development updates on his Facebook, but I did note that every, seemingly like almost every night, dude was out drinking. Like he even hashtags <laughs> his Facebook post with drinking and like puts pictures of what he's drinking on Facebook. And I'm like, oh this God. game's gonna be bad or really good, <laughs> but nothing in between. And so like the minute I saw Digital Foundry's video on, on the game running at like 10 FPS on Switch, I was like, yep. <laughs> I guess uh-huh. I guess I guess the drinking was for a reason. <laughs> but, yep. I guess so. Oh, well. Because, I mean, even, I mean, the first game, obviously, is a mess, but it wasn't that much of a mess, technically. It wasn't great, but, yeah, Deadly Premonition 2, at least from the footage I've seen, and I watched the Digital Foundry video on it, too, mm-hmm. it was like taking the the technical jank to a whole, not even just to a whole new level, like a whole new universe. And I was <laughs> shocked at just how bad it, the, the performance was, on top of the visuals themselves being so poor. <sighs> I yeah. I gotta, I gotta point out just because I don't know if this is a coincidence or not. Jared Edinger in the chat put hashtag Drin King like D, and then you know properly capitalized for the first <laughs> half, and then just King in caps. And I shit you not, that is exactly how Sweary types it in his Facebook posts, like one hundred percent. Nice. <laughs> I wasn't gonna get that detailed about it, but either either you are friends with him too, or. <laughs> You you have some kind of interesting alcoholic mind link. So, mm-hmm. you know, congrats. Huh. <laughs> By so, the way, uh, we appear to have uh, some breaking news. Yeah, I was chat. just about to mention that. I, okay. I just found it, Ash. I just looked it up. Cool. You got uh, it. it was mentioned in the chat, uh, completely off script. We'll probably have more about to talk about this next time. But uh, Neontic just announced that they're partnering, uh, partnering with Nintendo to create a Pikmin... AR game. Yes. Uh, it says yeah. they're developing a an app based on the Pikmin franchise. The app will include uh, will include gameplay activities to encourage walking and making make walking more delightful. Uh, slated to launch later this year, this will be the first title created by our Tokyo studio since it was established in April 2018. We'll share more details about the apps in the coming months. Um. So yeah, okay. Pikmin AR game. I love it. I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm mildly intrigued. I'm not a big Pikmin guy myself, but I know Pikmin fans, and I can tell from our chat here, are very excited about this. So <laughs> even though it's a mobile game, maybe this will be, you know, a, a Pikmin game that fans want. I, I like mean, Pikmin. <laughs> yeah, P- P- Pikmin's, Pikmin's good. I, I can just imagine, like, build up your army of Pikmin, and you go to this spot, and you fight a Bulborb or something like that, and you lose how many uh-huh. Pikmin, and you got to sort of manage your resources or something like that. And you got to go to these spots, and you pluck new Pikmin out, and you got to raise them and or stuff like that. There, there's ways to make this type of AR game work. <laughs> Aww. I play Pokemon Go, too, so I could easily be like, all right, catch Pikachu. Mm. Now I need to fight a Bulborb. And then, you know, get a totodile, and then I go get these pigment over here. Like, you know, switch back and forth. <laughs> I like the idea. I, I think Pikmin yeah. works a little bit better for me than Pokemon Go. Um, but I, I do dread the moment when I lose a ton of Pikmin to an enemy, because I always felt like that was kind of gut-wrenching when I was just yeah. sitting in my room playing it on a TV. But being in the real world and seeing it happen might be a bit a bit harder to process, like... 
I mean, I guess I could always just look and be like, yeah, there's nothing actually there, and I'm okay. But <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there because they're dead, Steve. Oh, God! <laughs> My Pikmin! I just, <laughs> just collapse in the middle of a public park. No! <laughs> Scream to the heavens. I, I, I'll have to see more. And, you know, Go Fever did get me um, when it first happened, but I haven't um, played in a long time, basically ever since Let's Go came out. I was just like, I, I can't do it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I It's something I'm, like, intrigued by. I want to see something of, but I don't know much. I, I We'll see if Neontic can make this work again, because it certainly did not seem to work out for them with their uh, Harry Potter AR game. Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into Pokemon Go. My wife and I both were really into it until we just kind of... Well, well, actually, no, I know when we stopped being into it. It was when they disabled all the trackers. Because not that we wanted a GPS spoof, but we did enjoy using trackers to then go out and catch them. And so yeah. we know we're not, we weren't like necessarily wandering aimlessly and wasting time, but we still wanted to go to the places and explore and, and catch what we knew was there. But when they mm. shut down all those trackers, it just uh, some of the ad- that appeal is lost to us. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can understand mm. that definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, well, anything else that we wanted to, that we didn't say about the Resident Evil 25th anniversary? Any big hopes of apparently this presentation? We I was in a, a video classic for this. collection of all the original games. <laughs> um, I'm I'm yeah, really I mean, excited. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not the big, biggest RE fan, but I'm interested in Village just enough, and I would really like to see where the series is going to go. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I hope that we get... I, I'm not excited about uh, RE-verse at all. <laughs> I think it looks right, terrible. Um, but whatever, you know, it, it can a bad game can be a good time still. So uh, Village, <laughs> though, I think is really just going to be the big thing, right? I can't imagine they're doing much else. I know... Um, Alex Anziel just published a book. He works with limited run games and is kind of in and around the Japanese games industry quite a bit. Uh, John and I both appeared in a video he did very recently. Came out today, I think. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. I've grown up around Resident Evil, but it hasn't been like my biggest. uh, It's not one of my top franchises. I know you guys probably have a bit more love for it than I do. I, I, I... There's some good memories attached to the original Resident Evil. I, I've, I th- believe I've told this story multiple times, at least on uh, GX, but for th- those who uh, weren't aware. But I, I remember uh, there was a sleepover uh, that I went to when I was younger, you know, and most of the friends were playing uh, Halo, but there was another TV that we had nearby because somebody had a nice, um, you know, fin- furnished basement. And I was playing that they were playing Resident Evil. I brought over my GameCube version and they were playing that. And um, we're all kind of sharing the same couch, just pointed in different directions. And (laughs) during the uh, Resident Evil, during Resident Evil, they got to the part where you go down the one hallway and the dog jumps through the window. (laughs) They (laughs) screamed, jumped backwards. And it was enough momentum that it flipped the entire couch backwards and we all went rolling and That's just awesome. fell all over each other just because <laughs> of that dog. Meanwhile, uh, I think Jill was getting mauled by it. While getting oh, no. That, like, the game, the game. <laughs> I remember when I first played that as well, and that exact moment scared the shit out of me. And I think that's that's a common story for a lot of people because that glass-breaking sound effect is so – it was recorded to be so loud 
in comparison to the the ambient music you're hearing, I think, at the time. And it's just, it, it makes you jump. It's a great jump scare. And mm-hmm. uh, speaking of the classic Resident Evil, one, one thing I would like to see from this event is the announcement of a classics collection. We were just talking about yes. preservation of classics. So I'd love to see a, a, a compilation of the original PS1 versions of Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 and, and throw Code Veronica in there as well. I think that would be really cool to see that. Um, yeah. But the other thing, you did miss the most important part of this whole thing, Derek, and that is that Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil 7 Gold Edition are coming to Stadia. Megaton. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Megaton. Oh, um, man, uh, yeah. So by, by most important, I mean least important. But uh, yeah, oh, for no. the 10 Stadia owners out there, hey, you're getting RE Village and RE7. <laughs> if you buy, if you buy uh, RE Village on Stadia, they give you the Stadia hardware for free. So technically, you could buy Resident oh. Evil and get Stadia as a bonus. Oh, I don't right. know. Oh my god! Oh my god! I gotta do Yay. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh Stadia! Oh boy! Google yeah, will probably course, shut it down. You know, we'll, we'll be out. we'll be uh, streaming this whenever it does. Whenever they announce the date, for, oh, of course, of uh, course. The, the new showcase, we'll be reacting to it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. Not a whole lot to say about this next subject, but I know Ash will be happy. Yeah. Yes, he will. Let me go ahead and throw that up on the screen now. Although our audience probably has some idea what it is at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Fall Guys Season 4 has started today. What is different about Season 4? I have no idea. It's got some vaporwave s- shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I oh. love the the vibe of it. Like season three was winter themed, and this one has kind of a, a retro neon space aesthetic with a kind of a whole uh-huh. vaporwave feel to it. I'm looking at the trailer right now, and I think it looks really cool. Um, and Ooh. I guess there are seven new stages uh, apparently. So um, uh, some sort of pinball flipper one, which actually looked pretty right. cool, like pretty clever. Um, yeah. So I'm 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 digging this, and thankfully Mondays is usually when uh, I get together with my two buddies and we play Fall Guys together. So we're gonna jump into season four tonight and see what we think. Hmm. Yeah, I might actually try this tonight as well. This has kind of a retro future, like '80s, yeah, future aesthetic uh, to uh, it. Each, each your heart out, cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, <man>. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I, I wanted cyberpunk to be what I hoped it would be so bad. We but, all had um, dreams, and those dreams were dashed so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I yeah, would, I would play Cyberpunk again if once once they say their content complete or whatever the hell they're supposed to be planning with this thing, I would go back and run through it again. I actually enjoyed playing through the story, but yeah, there mm-hmm. were just loads of problems. But this this Fall Guys update because I want to get back to that. I actually. I'm more excited for this than I have been for any of the other seasons. This actually looks yeah. appealing from the trailer, and I don't think any of the other seasons have have managed that so far. Mm-hmm. I when I saw season two and season three's trailers, I was like, eh, I don't need to come back. I played it at some point and realized it was actually <laughs> uh-huh. fun. But season four is the first one where I've seen the trailer and thought, damn, this actually looks really fun. I'm gonna hop back mm-hmm. in to try this. Right. So good, good yeah. on Mediatonic for actually uh, putting out a trailer that makes me want to try the game. Um, hopefully, it you mm-hmm. know bears out that it that it is as fun as it looks. That's like such yeah. backhanded praise. Like, oh, thanks for making a trailer. That actually, makes me want to play your, <laughs> your game. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate saying it that way, but it it just honestly is the truth. It it hasn't looked appealing from from a social media perspective. 
I have not seen anything that has made me feel like I needed to pick up, update, and play the game. Even even mm-hmm. if the game itself actually did turn out to be fun the last time I played it, the marketing had nothing to do with that. It was just me and my friend being bored and trying to find a game to play and, and lucking <laughs> out. Have they added any features for playing with your friends any more so? Because I remember that's a snag we hit where if you have more than three friends, this oh, yeah, well. this well, new update adds that. Yet, so I, oh, this, does it really? This new update adds many... squad shows. I don't know how big your squad can oh, be, cool. but it did say squad hmm. shows are a thing now. Because okay, I saw cool. like 4v4 was something you could do, but yeah. I, I don't know anything more than that. So the weird thing is... And I, I thought this this was kind of a major turnoff for me, was that they had the tools to make this happen, but they were keeping them held back exclusively for, like, really big-time streamers. Basically, uh, you could work with Devolver or Mediatonic directly if you were big enough for them to care and say, hey, mm-hmm. I want to do a stream with just my community. And they would somehow set you up with a private server to play on and... I think now they're just opening that up for for anybody, which is cool, you know. But obviously, if the capability existed, you sh- you might have just rolled that out <laughs> sooner. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Up to season three, it was just still the three person limit. So I'm happy to hear that appears to have been, or that sounds like that's been expanded in season four. Um, I, I really enjoyed the season three whole aesthetic because it's winter, and I just love winter in real life. But I have to say, even though I liked season three, and the trailer did pull me in. Steve, I agree with you that this is the most exciting Fall Guys has looked, uh, even despite how much I like Season 3. So I'm, I'm genuinely looking nice. forward to uh, jumping in and nice. checking this out. Uh, real quick, have a, have a small piece of breaking news here. Uh, Aaron Bird has upped their pledge from $5 to $10, joining the producer tier up from live Ooh. audience. Thank you so much. I'm, Thank you. It's Ooh, been a while since I got to read so one of those. Much. It feels good. Yeah, yeah. it does feel good. Um, well, actually, you. just just it's not on the news here, th- real quick. And I just wanted to mention it uh, real quick because I saw people t- uh, talking. Uh, always people always conflate Fall Guys and Among Us, and we don't have the news topic on here. But Among Us did announce that that map, the new map, is finally coming on. What what, what is it, Fushi? The thirty first. Uh, I am not one hundred percent sure. Was it was it posted in the thingy? Let me see. <laughs> but did yes, someone say. Yes, the thirty first, according to Jacob Yu. So yes, uh, yes, I found it. Yes, yes. Now this so, is so. Hey, cool! A new map to kill each other on. Is this That's the cool. airship map that <laughs> leaked early on Switch? Yes. Okay. So I'm excited. Uh, you can officially play on it and kill your friends. I still ready need to, to play murder. this game. Nice. Be Everyone. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Anime cat girl getting dark in here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our next one before Fushi gets a little too murder happy. All right. <laughs> All right. Sakurai has acknowledged the request for a Kid Icarus Uprising remake and sequel, uh, or whatever, but says it would be, quote, difficult, which, hmm. yeah, I get it. Do sure. it anyway. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, Damn. I get it, but I really want it anyway. But, you know, of course, I, I trust Sakurai when he says it would be very difficult and probably mm-hmm. not worth the effort, given, you know, how Kid Icarus Uprising didn't exactly light the sail trucks on fire, even though it should have. But that's a different conversation. He, he, oh, um, hold on. He I picked it. objectively the worst fucking control scheme he could. 
mean, if he wants fair, to blame but, but... <laughs> Kid Icarus Uprising's poor performance on one thing specifically, it should be the fact that you had to put your 3DS on a stand and use only the stylus to play, or the well, stylus see, and the buttons. Like, what the hell? I didn't, though. I actually played with button-only controls and enjoyed it. Both times I played it with just with buttons only. However, I do agree that the controls are a problem with this game. But every single other part of it is so good that I can forgive mm. that. Even though, of course, I, of course, do oh, wish no, the I'm, controls were better than that. I'm just saying, you know, he shouldn't use that as the sword to fall on in terms of why you shouldn't make a uh-huh. sequel. Like, you, you yeah. can fix the core problem with the game pretty easily. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, just yeah. look at... Uh, I mean, if they're making the whole motion control thing work for uh, Skyward Sword, they could do something similar to... Just look at... Um, what is it? Star, uh, Send and Punishment Star Successor uh, on Wii. Oh, uh-huh. That's essentially how it plays in the first place. I just have like it play like work. that and you'll set, you're set. I agree. I think that could work. I really do. But I also don't know how well it would sell. To be honest, you know, I, I don't know if it would be worth the price of production, I, hmm. but I want it to be. I want it to be a thing. I think it was, I think there's enough good word of mouth. I think right. it could do very well. Mm. I, I I would like to believe so. And and Kid Icarus Uprising is a game that deserves to be more to be experienced by more people. It's some of the best storytelling in Nintendo's entire catalog, especially I, for a for a company that isn't really known for great storytelling often. I think the key to making Kid Icarus a <clears throat> a success on the Switch is to release it as a budget title. Give me a Kid Icarus that's mm-hmm. 40 bucks instead of your typical $60 game. I, yeah, and I think I a lot more people would yeah. impulse buy it. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think it's a $60 title in terms of people willing to buy in at that level. So I, I agree with that. I think maybe 40 bucks would make a little more sense. Either way, this is all speculation because it's probably never going to happen. No, but man, I wish it could. I wish it could. And especially that, that soundtrack. I mean, yeah, you can play with headphones on, on your 3DS, and that's great. But I want it on the big screen where my Bluetooth headphones, like, they could make a really cinematic, gorgeous, you know, high-definition version of Kid Icarus Uprising. And it would be unlike anything else that Nintendo has in their catalog except for some Star Fox games, basically. And, and uh, Sin and Punishment. Fushi, were you having uh, an existential remembrance of your poor wrist from playing Kid Icarus because you were really looking at him there? <laughs> it's like, oh god! No, I didn't. I didn't get to play it. I have actually oh, never played an Icarus it, game. It okay. is. You don't need to play the previous two. They're, they're eh. <laughs> but Uprising, I think, I, I think you'd really enjoy it. It has, if only for the um, story. It is. Yeah. Some of the best characters, some of the best writing in a Nintendo so game. Good. Oh, man. I, I, good stories pull me in. A, a bad story can so easily just destroy a game, no matter how fun it is. Mm-hmm. If it's like yep. mm-hmm. something where the story is important. Mm-hmm. I'd be down to try that. Yeah. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Flawed, but great. I love how this... I, I was like looking at the sor- source of all this, and it's basically just them from... Sakurai tweeting it out. I was like, oh, yeah, memory, memories. It's the anniversary of it coming out. And, like, yeah, a lot of people want to have it uh, ported, but eh, it'd be difficult. And that's about it. That's all he said. <laughs> it wasn't part of an interview or anything like that. It's just him him kind of musing to himself. It's like, all right, Sakurai, you brought this on yourself. I feel, I feel <laughs> bad because 
we we all say we don't deserve Sakurai and he should he should get cut some slack, but then he tweets a thing and everyone's like, I need to write a whole article about this tweet. He denied that he was making a sequel, so we're gonna make a we're gonna make an article about that, which is probably exactly what he didn't want. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, it, it it's gonna get to the point as um, Sakurai passes bows. News News at eleven. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. thought you said bows like the pork buns, and I was like, "What? Oh, what? Well, I mean, maybe he was passing. <laughs> I mean, the bow that, that, but bowels. He's going through the bows, but yeah. <laughs> and now oh, I want God. pork bows. <laughs> I've never had them, but it sounds delicious. Oh, I just so. Good. Wait, what? You've never had bow for real? No, I don't believe what? so. Oh my God, oh, Derek, out, we need man. E3 to happen just so we can feed you. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. You you need to try. Oh, man. Yeah, you're missing out, man. Barbecue mm. pork, bow. Mm. Mm. Damn. Mm. Now I'm hungry. I'm hungry, <laughs> right? too. Of course, now I'm thinking about bow. Yeah, and it's been a while since I've had it. So. <laughs> Blame Fushi. It's not my fault. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I always want food. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Mm. And... A Daft Punk poster has been spotted in the Japanese Splatoon 3 promo image, which is just wild. Rest in peace, Daft Punk. <laughs> just because, you know, they broke up. Aww. But yeah, Daft, Daft Punk made it into Splatoon 3. Them going on vacation, which, you know, that that's a little wild considering it's a uh, post-apocalyptic thing, but that's really funny. Yeah, it's, maybe maybe they'll reunite for some Splatoon three music specifically. Oh man, if Daft Punk it, contributed music be, to Splatoon three, that's insane. That would be hype as hell, right? Oh my god, that'd be great. Yeah, I I, mean, I, I have to wonder that. because I mean the promotional image, and I'm zooming in on the Daft Punk poster in the image now, so people can spot it a bit easier. Um, the image is like someone's TV setup at home with uh, some Splatoon-related stuff laying around, a switch in the middle of the room, and kind of just this out-of-place-looking Daft Punk poster. Um, it's it's their poster for... Around, around the world, the, yeah. For airlines, mm. and... It's a vintage poster, I guess. Mm-hmm. Could it be, like, a an homage to them in some way? Like, they That's are saying goodbye? But it's... Is this official advertising like that Nintendo did, then? That's what's so weird. Yeah, it's Why definitely it's definitely a uh, it, it's definitely well, an official image. It's copyrighted with Nintendo's copyright. Um, yeah, okay. and yeah, I see the, that. And um, Daft Punk took it from a uh, old uh, American Airlines thing. They literally just took the two guys that were in the American Airlines poster and put their helmets over top of it. Boom, you're done. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know why they made it though, as far as what it, yeah. like, but it's still kind of funny. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing to tease if it is a tease. Uh, but man, I, I I just want to go on record as saying if Daft Punk is somehow involved in Splatoon 3's soundtrack, like if they even if it's just that they licensed existing tracks and used them, or maybe redubbed the vocals with like Squid Kid vocals. God damn! <laughs> I would be here yeah. for it. That I would, would be, be awesome. super into that. Uh, mm-hmm. And there, there are some people in the chat saying, you know, plot twist: the the new idols in Splatoon three are just are actually just Daft Punk, <laughs> which would be a, like you I know guess, what? Squid Kid version of down. Daft Punk. Yeah, 
That'd be so cool. That would be actually really cool. <laughs> yep. I'd be down for yeah. that. That that I'd would give kind of a chaotic that. vibe too, like people wearing weird robot masks. Right. And stuff like that. I I could see it working. Like they're a they're a post apocalyptic version of idols. Which mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. More robotic and whatnot. Yeah, I don't, mm. it, it is kind of interesting that Splatoon three did not give us our idols for 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 this one. We don't know what because uh, we're dealing Daft with. Punk. Is it Callie Marie? Is it Perla Marina? Is it somebody else? Yeah. Right. What's gonna happen? It's got to be aquatic themed names. I mean, what would you even go from Callie and Marie, Calamari, Pearl and Marina are mm-hmm. very obvious. Um, I, I don't know. Marina. I don't know. Uh, got all different kinds of fish. There's a ton of fish out there, and they have all the all kinds of. Uh... All right, oh, wow! I, it, it, you can tell it's been a while since uh, Pearl and Marina were, were, weren't revealed until a month before launch. Mm, oh, that's okay. true. Kind of forgot about that. Hmm. <laughs> bikini and someone bottom. in chat said bikini and bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No I like Aqua and Man from Jake Pelka. <laughs> this is Man. It's just Man. It's like a regular 30-something guy. He's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Z Patty, I actually love that. Sue and she. Ooh, I like that. Um, Me too. That's good. Yeah, that's great, actually. I actually really like that. Oh, Squid and, and Kid, I like. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. Squid and Kid. Surf and Surf and Turf. And turf. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Huh. Jake Pelka, remember how awkward the original Callie Marie reel was? Yeah, because we didn't know what the heck was going on. All of a sudden, you got these two, and like we weren't quite sure what was going on. It's just like, uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then everybody loved them, so right. it kind of all worked out. Sasha and Shimi. <laughs> these are, you guys are coming up with a lot of great ideas. Yeah, Surf and that's, turf. that's really good. Surf yeah. and Turf. <laughs> These are great. I like, I like that one a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm trying to find a way tied into uh, Daft Punk, but I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sue and Nami, come on, you guys. This is uh, yeah. that's a good one. Great. But I I don't think Sue and Nami would get no, they won't for Sue and Nami. Yeah, though. they can't yeah. actually do that. But it is clever. Mm-hmm. Chicken Ken, <laughs> I'm down. Let's go. There we are. Give me a give me a KFC Splatfest. I'm game. Right. <laughs> Grantel says Pinky and Brain. Can you imagine Pinky and the Brain commentating and moderating Splatfests? Oh God. I think I think you're onto an idea. Ash Paulson, son of Rob Paulson. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I can totally make that happen. Let me let me you know make a phone call to Nintendo and and make that happen. Yeah. Oh, I just no, met no your problem. dad streaming Splatoon matches professionally. Oh, yeah. My I don't my dad trying to play Splatoon would be a, a nightmare. I don't think he he would be. No, no, no. I just just, just straight up Jordan Kenting the whole thing. Just watching other people play. Oh, okay. And he giving com- color commentary. I'm not even sure character. he'd know what to say. Yeah, I'm not sure even. Yeah, you just hear you just hear Ash tracks. in the back. But you know what would be really fun? I, it would be fun to do one of those videos with my dad where, like, he reacts to the whole, like, Smash roster. And, it, like, we find out how many characters he actually knows without having to be explained. Like, how many, oh, how God. much of Smash's roster, just from, you know, being my dad, could he name? 
right? Like, I know he could name Mega Man, but and I know he could name, like, Sonic and Pac-Man and Mario, but how, how many beyond that? I'm curious. Yeah, like all the Fire Emblem yeah. characters. He wouldn't be able to name no, a single God. Fire Emblem character. <laughs> that no usually way. trips up a lot of people. <laughs> no way, yeah. Oh, oh boy. Well, I don't well, It's either a weird extra thing they put in there or Daft Punk or I don't know. There's something going on with it. I, I have no idea. But let's right. go ahead and move on to our final story of the night. And Microsoft has confirmed it is officially rebranding Xbox Live to just the Xbox network. Uh, All right. I, yeah. I guess it's just showing what they wanted. They really want to push that whole Game Pass thing. But, eh. Yeah. yeah. Plus, We've interestingly have, enough, Xbox Network isn't a proper noun. It's not like a named term. It's Xbox lowercase network. It's just very... It's a, They're making it a casual term instead of a branded thing like Xbox Live, which... I guess goes in, he's kind of in keeping with their overall approach of making Xbox a whole platform. But it's weird. I Like, not having Xbox Live be a thing anymore is just weird. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. Live. It, it promotes, it's active, it's hip, it's... Yeah. <laughs> you know, Xbox I don't, Network yeah. sounds so yeah. utilitarian. They said in a, yeah. So a spokesperson talked to The Verge and said... Xbox Network refers to the underlying Xbox Online service, which was updated in the Microsoft Services Agreement. Uh, the update from Xbox Live to Xbox, ne- Xbox Network is intended to distinguish the underlying service from Xbox Live Gold memberships. I've never had Xbox, so this is kind of foreign to me, but it's still... It all sounds odd. real real murky, because yeah. nobody ever... I, I don't think as a consumer, and I've had an Xbox Live account, for an embarrassing number of years. Um, I've I've never really thought that there was a need to differentiate between the underlying network and the service I pay for. Mm-hmm. To me, they're no. all the same damn thing. Uh, so, because in a weird way, that statement reads like, we're still going to call what you subscribe to Xbox Live, but we're now making some weird distinction between this Xbox network thing and the service you pay for. I, I don't know. I see, yeah. see. I don't get it because live is like this na- known brand and Microsoft just right. loves to muddy the waters when it comes to stuff. Cause they, they've had the most insane, I guess let's go with that uh, naming line for the Xbox. So yeah. Go from Xbox to 360 to one yeah. to series X and S. And the, the one thing they had consistent was Xbox live, which even had, you know, back in the day, the very easy XBLA Xbox live arcade really right. rolled off the tongue and sounded cool. Now. I don't know. It seems. Strange. Well, Microsoft has always done this weird thing where they play with this service and, and do different permutations of it. Uh, there was Xbox Live on the original Xbox. Then we had Xbox Live Silver and Gold on the Ooh. 360. And then for like a hot minute, they had Xbox Live Diamond, which was Ooh. like they I sent you a physical that. like card, oh, which goodness. I still have somewhere with my embarrassing gamer tag printed on it. And it gave you <laughs> discounts at stores. That's all it was. It was like buying one of those coupon books huh. from a kid in grade school, except it Aww. said Xbox on it. <laughs> And then, and then they ditched that, I want to say, within six months, and then went back to... I, I don't know if Xbox Live Silver ever came back. I think you just had Xbox Live after that, and now they've renamed it to Xbox Network, which 
cool. Like I'm not confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and and like you said, Derek, I still, even though I have an Xbox Series X, do not know the right way to refer to the overall generation of xbox consoles we're in do i call it the xbox series consoles or do i need to say xbox series s and x every time yeah Yeah. it is yeah deeply annoying i hear people refer to them collectively most often as the xbox series consoles but that's itself Mm. really really stupid and confusing because that could also refer to all of the series of consoles from the beginning exactly like if there's anyone who gives Nintendo a run for their money at being really bad at naming some things, it's Microsoft, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Square Enix for completely different reasons, but like functionally, it's it's Microsoft and, and Nintendo kind of both suffer from this. Yeah, I was about to say the new Nintendo, it, you know, XL. <laughs> new Pokemon Snap, and, and I'm, right. I'm right now, I'm thinking it might just be called the new Nintendo Switch whenever the Switch Pro actually gets announced. I hope they, not, yeah. because Super Nintendo Switch is waiting right there. It's a yeah. low-hanging it, branch. Everyone it's perfect. perfect. It's a Super Nintendo Switch. That's it's all you gotta perfect. Do. Oh, that's so good. Super right? Nintendo Switch. And on top of that, this is just me going you know, sky high, but I also want a Super Nintendo branded Super Nintendo Switch, right? Yeah, well, of course. Gray, purple, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, at that'd least be so nice. Sony just kind of fell into a thing like from going to PlayStation to PlayStation Two. That's just like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. We don't have to think about our name anymore. Just keep. Right. <laughs> just next number. <laughs> As Charlie Bird says or pointed out, the, probably the one good thing to come out of this dumb naming scheme for the xbox series consoles is that i do get to refer to the xbox series x as the xx and that is pretty much how i yeah shorten it it's just the xx and i guess the series s is the xs which that's not as that's not as good (laughs) i mean maybe maybe they'll just keep adding an x onto the front of it we can just have the xx xx sex and then the triple xx Xbox Series Triple X with a uh, with a new with a BMX Triple X Two sequel. On it. <laughs> Xbox oh, Series Triple X with uh, Vin Diesel just on the cover of every single one. Nice. God, I love these. <laughs> I it's it's uh, Adam Davis with a more nuanced take, saying I think Microsoft just wants everything to be under the brand of Xbox and nothing else. Eventually, X Cloud will be everywhere, and the Xbox brand will have trans- transcended its past. I. I, that might be the idea, but we're definitely making fun of it now because. <laughs> yeah, they're it's just like yeah. It's it's like they're in the the awkward phase between having long and short hair right now. Microsoft is basically uh, stuck with a mullet of no. a naming convention, and we're all going to point really and laugh at it, it until they have yeah. silky flowing locks. <laughs> That's a really good comparison, actually. Because yeah, yeah. At, at what point do you change your naming convention? Because I guess for PlayStation's like. One, two, three, four, five, and Xbox is like, yo, 360. Okay, we already did a circle. All right, what now? We've done the box, because it is a box. Like, the, I just the triangle. People just assumed it was going to be like 720 and 1080 and <laughs> I stuff think, like that. I think they but. just go into a room where they have just one guy who subsists off of like nothing but black coffee and Axe body spray. And they're like, give us a name <laughs> for our new system, guy. And he's like, one. They're like, but it's the third one. He's like, but you plug it into the first input, bruh. Nothing comes before us. And they're like, wow, that's <laughs> that is surprisingly deep. All right, yeah. <laughs> See you in five years. Yeah. <laughs> Dan and Twizzle says Xbox Seven Twenty No Scope. Nice. They <laughs> uh, they should they should have gone from Xbox Three Sixty to uh, because Xbox One makes no sense. They should have done Xbox Three Five Eight Over Two because that would have been so much more sensible. Three Five Eight. Oh, of course. <laughs> Xbox right? Four Twenty. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> I I would. I would unironically love it if they just leaned that hard into their image. They're like, yeah, Xbox uh-huh. 69 420, bro. You know you're going to buy it. It comes with yeah. Call of Duty and Mountain Dew. Like, fine. Sh- Shadow I- Ditto N with a potential uh, Mega Man reference. I don't think it is, but the Model X, that's a Mega Man ZX reference. So you could just go Xbox Model X, Xbox Model mm. ZX. There's so many things you could do with it. I mean, honestly, Xbox Model X would have at least made a little bit more sense. I agree, actually. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. I yeah. Like, which Xbox model do you want? S or X? Okay, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Are you going to keep calling them that forever? Is this the new thing? Please decide. Yeah. Right. <laughs> XS is hard to, to say, kind of, especially if someone has, like, a lisp or a speech impediment. I know people like that, and it's like, mm-hmm. can't you just make things a little easier? Come on. No, not allowed. Jamie McMillan with another great idea. Xbox SAX. I love it. That's a deep cut. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> it's a, it could just fuse the systems. XSX. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think with that, we have covered all the major headlines from today's news. Uh, but before we sign off, Fushi, where can everybody find you at? Where where can we uh, go to the land of... Uh, oh, <laughs> cat girls. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Oh, wow. really excited. That's super close. I can I can get okay, so you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Mishfushi. I'm currently playing Valheim. It's really fun. I'm learning how to be a Viking. You should come check me out and hang out with us. We're really nice. We don't bite much. Much. Okay, good to know. <laughs> she is a Viking at this point, so there you go. Uh-huh. Yes, certified. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. They are very sweet streams, so uh, definitely definitely check out Fushi. Um, but we also have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. We really couldn't do it without you, and it, it is massively appreciated. But of course, we also have to give an extra, extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include Jared Edinger. Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Dan Inch Whistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating Mew, Echo Carroll, Christopher, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotek, Macalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Elysia, Azran127, Ken Roulet09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Charles Zaz, Douglas Chomix, Andrew Medeiros, Arum M, Phantom23, Scott Barber, Patrick Harrison, Becca, Roxacat, Fizzy Wigoid, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Links, Sean Davis, Deneth, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goran Amber, Straight Lace, Hoobie, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain fin- Finlandia, excuse me, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosable. Hi, Mom. 
Darkumi87, The Flying Tacos, Scuff196, Skull, T- Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Chip Damage Mike, Jason, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, and Wheezy Penguin. Thank you so much. Ooh. And uh, again, want to see these themes live and see the amazing, incredible dance that Fushi just put on for the chat. <laughs> Way better than mine. Just blew Ash out of the water. Yeah. I guess it's not even close. Um, she's available for birthday parties. <laughs> you, you, your avatar is in way better shape than I. You were doing flips and everything. In way better shape than I am. I will not I'm be sweating. doing flips anytime that soon. That was really... <laughs> that was a hard workout. But, yes, remember that you too could become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching, and if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. So until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.